Nobody told us we're already recording. Oh, you just noticed oh, that? We're recording. Shoot. <laughs> I, I probably won't use most of this stuff, but it's there. Probably. There might be gold. Oh, we're not even in the live Discord, like, but we're already recording. I, don't know. I, I feel like it's important. I feel like it's very this important. Is the, I, just I happened the show. to pop over to the Zencaster and I saw it and went, we're already recording. Yep. Well, because I have Zoom as widescreen. Now I'm scared. I'm going to get out of widescreen here. Nah, I'm keeping it that. I mean, oh, you I'm can supposed see, to have voice memo on too. Reason, Good lord. Okay, I'm. I don't just... have that yet because um, voice, I'm voice we memoing weren't now. recording as far as I knew. Yet. Oh, it won't let me voice memo. So, question, Dad, when you yeah. look at Zencaster, are yeah. you seeing levels for me? Yes. Okay, because for whatever reason, I can see levels on both when you guys talk. Mine just isn't moving for me on my it's channel smaller. so i just wanted to make sure yeah yours is smaller but it's there yeah no it's just not yeah it doesn't show up at all for me okay well have no worries i'm seeing it you're all good sweet i'm assuming we'll we're still it's picking up what we are hearing so we'll we'll have faith we tested it so we we know it should work yeah excellent now you were gonna record on a backup device just in case me or her or both or i mean we both well, are you and That's... you were going to explain that to her yeah that was our quick talk about having voice memo pulled up am, am i doing it or are you doing it we, we both are doing it separately because it'll only keep track of yours it um, will keep track of your voice and only your voice yeah i don't know if my laptop wants to let me do that though what do you mean it wants to let you i mean do like that? i tried doing that and it like isn't it, it just like isn't moving doing anything recording anything like i hit record and it's not even moving and i also well, can't hear y'all very well we probably so. won't weird. need it anyways, maybe don't because because the zencaster seems to be picking everybody up so don't sweat it if it if it hates I... you just don't use it oh well that's reassuring <laughs> thanks I mean, honey that's, that's a pretty very helpful go-to in life just if something hates you very, just don't very helpful so, shall we officially start this thing, Zach? Why not? All I don't right. have a fa fancy hit the record button before we start today, because we're already recording. Oops. <laughs> right. So, just go for it, my son. Hi there, and welcome to Fantasy for the Ages, the show where... A father and son sit down and talk about fantasy, sometimes even with other people. I'm the son of that equation, Zach. And that makes me the father, Jim. Great to have you here with us for another episode. And not only do we have all of you with us, we have guests with us on our episode here today. We'll introduce them in just a little bit. Or maybe we should do it right now, actually. We're not used to introducing guests, so... <laughs> Yeah, before we go into our other regular banter and such, let's introduce our guests. Zach, Fair enough. who do you have with you? Um, well, I guess she's not with me. She's like a thousand miles away right now. But joining us today, I have my girlfriend, Rachel. Say hi. Hi. I don't know if people in the Discord can hear me or if anybody can, but... They should be able to. Excellent. I'm pretty sure you're coming through. Oh, somebody's and... saying. Woohoo! Yep. I yep. can be heard. <laughs> Excellent. And I have with me my wife, Zach's mom, Judy. Say hello, Judy. Hello, Judy. Nice. 
the old jokes never die. All right. Now, we have invited uh, these guests to be with us today because we're recording this midweek special that we've been telling all of you was coming for a little while now, specifically to talk about Mistborn, the very first book, Mistborn, the Fallen Empire, the Final Empire there. I'll say the name of it wrong. That's a great way to start off an episode. I mean, that's um, pretty much what we normally do. Say things wrong and <laughs> own it. <laughs> But we brought our guests on because they have both, for the very first time, read book one of the Mistborn trilogy. And we're going to talk to them about it. We're going to see their reactions, their thoughts. We'll ask them some questions, kind of do some light softball interviewing. I promised not to make Judy sweat too much here. But, but before we actually you know, get there too deep be... into that. Right. There will be no spoilers for the rest of the series. Now, if you have, if you're listening and you've read all of the Mistborn trilogy, and they say something that's an obvious spoiler. It's pure luck, because they have not read Beyond Book One. No, they know nothing, and they're not like me who looks things up as I read, thus spoiling it for myself. Yes, I am aware that is a horrible practice. I do it anyway. <laughs> that's really funny that you think I didn't do that, but carry on. I mean, <laughs> if you did... Oh, it ruined no, the story. That's okay. No, 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 no. To the best of my knowledge, I only ruined it within the first book. Like I didn't read. It was like I, I Googled it to make sure I didn't miss anything. <laughs> and then it said something in relation to the first book specifically, I think. You I didn't think. even click the page. Having finished it, you page. probably should know. But you know, <laughs> we'll see. Well, I, I'm supposed to know a lot of things, Zachary. <laughs> should whether or not i actually do is up for discussion so before we get into the actual content then there are some usual routines that we do when we do our podcast and yep. i know rachel you've listened to parts of some of our episodes so you maybe are familiar with some of the the early i routines. have listened to intros because if i listen to anything past intros i'm apparently going to learn a bunch of things that i'm not supposed to learn so sometimes well, especially because we are going I feel... through the wheel of time well, right. yes and you know sometimes when i feel that zach isn't giving me adequate updates on his life he probably tells his listeners more than he tells me so that might be that might happen <laughs> i would say i'm hurt but I'm also really bad at actually updating people about my life. So, oops. There it is. There it is. <laughs> so, all right. The first ritual is uh, we check in with each other. Zach, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's a Friday today, which is different for our, our normal recording. But I, I'm enjoying it right now because it means we're going into weekend. I'm not going to be working. It's nice weather. I'm doing great. How about you, Dad? I uh, likewise I'm doing really well. It's been gorgeous weather this week. We're into June now here. For those of you listening years from now, it's June of 2021. And we have just had some gorgeous weather in the Pacific Northwest. It's heading into weekend, but that means I am working. I'm going on a quick oh, <laughs> a weekend trip business thing. But because it's a weekend, I get to take your mother with me. It'll be kind of nice. A little quick getaway. That sounds good for you. Rachel, how are you doing? You know, I uh, can't complain. I've had the past couple days off of work. Uh, as of last week, I am no longer working three jobs. I am now down to just just the one, just one job. Good. So that pretty reasonable. much means that I 
that that means that I don't really know what to do with myself anymore. I'm not used to being able to just be home and theoretically do nothing. So it's quite nice doing nothing. But yeah, that, that just means more time for reading. Exactly. Which means that I can start the book <laughs> that Zach is supposed to start once he finishes the book that he's already reading for me. I'm reading the current one. I'm getting there. You said I have another week and a half or so. And mom, how are you so. doing? I'm doing great. It's a Friday night, end of the work week. Having uh, employees out that I had to cover for this week made it extra long, so I'm really glad it's Friday. <laughs> there you go. TGIF. Now, also with Friday, it, it's very pleasant to have a beverage, and it tends to go along with our podcast episodes. Uh, Judy walked in the door and said, where's my wine? Literally, <laughs> that's what she said today. So... I opened up a Viognier. I knew oh. me and Judy were going to get along. Yeah, it gets better because I walked in the door and she said, would you like some wine? <laughs> I'd finished my first glass. That was for glass number two. I love a prepared woman. Now, Zach, you're not drinking wine anymore. No, I finished my wine and moved on to a can of Trulies. That's all. All right. Well, I think the other members here have more interesting drinks. I made a cocktail. Yeah, I made a cocktail. Um, listeners, you'll find the recipe on our Instagram, as usual. This is the Magnolia Maiden, which I thought might have been nice to save for a later Wheel of Time episode. But maybe it'll come back. But it's got Grand Marnier and whiskey, a little simple syrup. Or, yeah, simple syrup and uh, just club soda. It's tasty. It's not too heavy. It's a nice light thing on a warm day. And Rachel, what are you representing with from Texas? From the good old Texas, I'm bringing in some uh, Kentucky bourbon, of course. That's the only way to go. <laughs> Earlier, my dad made some super awesome grilled lemon simple syrup. So one part lemon simple syrup, one part bourbon, and here we are. I'm enjoying myself. There you go. Simple and elegant. Love it. All right. Homemade simple syrup. That's pretty cool. I'm impressed. He's a man of fine taste. He, he teaches me some good tricks. All right. Good. All right. Does that mean I can expect you to make lemon simple syrup in the future? We, we or... have made an agreement that you are in charge of beverages. Do not try to get around yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right. Well, there's one last detail to talk about here today before we get into the questions. I'm really looking forward to questions here and what we're going to hear from Judy and Rachel. <laughs> But Rachel has been busy lately with something that is nicely fantasy-themed, prepared as a surprise for you, son. So I have no idea what's she's coming. She's going to share that all. with you now. And we'll put a photo of this on our Instagram so you guys can all see what she's going to try to describe and show over Zoom. So the thing is, is that Zach is now officially securely moving to Austin to the best of my knowledge I don't know if that's public knowledge but I guess it is now surprise and in the city of Austin I don't even know if it's necessarily a legal requirement anymore but 90 95% of grocery stores require you to bring your own bags and for my birthday me my sister and my best friend got together and we're painting tote bags because I thought it would be fun and I had a spare tote bag. So to welcome Zach to Austin, I have put together a little tote oh. bag. It's pretty much the Wheel of Time logo, but I took a little creative liberty. And if you look at it from the right angle, it's actually a D&D &D dragon as opposed to uh -huh. a snake. 
And then there's a symbol within the middle of the wheel that I am not familiar with because I have not gotten far enough in the books. I don't remember so what the to symbol describe is. describe to listeners, I'm <laughs> looking at a... This was a great present for an audio medium. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm looking at a badass snake and wheel logo, which includes an awesome dragon version instead and has the ancient symbol of the Aes Sedai in the center of the wheel. Yeah, that... And it is fantastic. (laughs) I'm thankful to note she does have seven spokes on the wheel. Okay. Well, she knows that much about the Wheel of Time. We got that far. I'm I'm a newbie. I'm not an amateur. And they're not rungs. They are spokes. (laughs) It is well done (laughs) and far beyond my artistic capabilities, that's for sure. There was a lot of trial and error. I may need you to take a picture of that later so we can put it on the Instagram. Yep. Because it is beautiful. You okay. get it up there. But now you have All a right. particular nerdy tote bag to take with you to grocery store. <laughs> Thank you very much for wonderfully making me a present on your birthday. Well, yeah, that's pretty. Thank you, nonetheless. For me. But yeah, you know, and it's a sign, though. It's a sign of how we are getting you sucked into fantasy fiction, which is what Zach and I love. What this podcast is about, and now you're creating gifts for him that incorporate fantasy logos and such so oh no so i'm looking at judy going <laughs> it's okay so, judy it's okay come just on just text me just text me judy i got you it'll be fine <laughs> on the bright side i do spend a little money on some fantasy stuff and she never slaps me down for it so we'll give her that that's not bad thank you it just gives me Steve. license to go buy shoes and quilting products and everything else that i want do you see Zach the comment in Discord? Jordan puts give, in there, yeah, yes. hobbits give Take presents that. away on their own birthdays. See, it's fantasy Take tradition. That, so I love it. Are Don't you calling it. my girlfriend short? Because <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> but actually, both Easy. of the ladies in our lives are a little shorter Easy. than we are. <laughs> Easy now. All right, let's start talking about Mistborn, and let's talk about fantasy fiction Ooh. here. So can I take the first question? Go for it. So first question, I just want to ask to give us a baseline. Before reading Mistborn, how would the two of you describe your experience or lack thereof with fantasy fiction? Do you, do you want to take this one, Judy? <laughs> um, kind of non-existent. I was one who I don't like. I would say I did not like fantasy fiction or fantasy because I don't like things that I have to go back and see the map and figure out where it's going. And there's too many details. And it it just totally turned me off. I was like, no, I'm not going there. Give me a good story. I'm all in. But if it is too detailed and and i have to figure out where every single character is going and i can't pronounce 90 percent of them <laughs> then i'm kind of done okay, how about you that's Rachel? valid that's fair um i would like to jump on judy's statement and just preemptively apologize for quite literally anything that i attempt to pronounce in this book because i guarantee you it's probably gonna be wrong and i'm gonna be embarrassed but i'm trying y'all i really am in regards to the actual question, <laughs> um, I, I suppose there was a little bit of fantasy in like my early high school, middle school YA. I read all of the Mortal Instruments series. I, I mean, huge pull from like second grade, read Levin Thumps and the Gateway 
Tafu, I believe that's what it was. That one was quite strange. Um, I have no idea. I what do that not. Is. Know that's that why one it's a huge pull. To give you an idea, it starts out explaining how our main character gets a spirit guide that is a sentient toothpick. So why not? From well, that's fantasy. I, I could go through and explain the actual fantasy elements, but one, it was a long time ago, and two. Y'all of all people should know that explaining completely different worlds in fantasy, a tad time consuming. So instead of talking- Yeah, save that for another episode. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I don't plan on ever rereading, but point stands. I I would like to think that over the course of my existence, I've dabbled. However, it's not necessarily my go-to genre of choice. How about that? Fair enough. I will call up my dad here for a moment and say, I know you are a huge Percy Jackson fan and he doesn't like it. Referring to your father or me? You, Rachel, are a huge Percy Jackson fan. That is correct. <laughs> my dad kind of doesn't care for it. And that's a point of contention that I think you guys can fight about at a later date. No, you know what? What I wanted to throw it out there. You know what? You know that I adore your father, but we are all entitled to our wrong opinions. You know, we all have our thing. I'm, I'm so glad I'm recording this right now. I just heard, you know, adores his father. And, and, and as I edit, I can cut out the rest. I, you know, that's fair. That's valid. That's valid. All right. So it would be fair to say that neither of you, um, Mistborn, would have necessarily been something you would have just gravitated to on your own. It wasn't the kind of things you were typically reading anymore these days. For Judy, like, never the kind of things that you were reading anymore. And and Rachel, you've read some fantasy, but you hadn't really gotten into modern fantasy these days at, where it's all at. So Correct. tell us how you actually came to read this book then. What got you to do it? Well, there are these two men that have a podcast. <laughs> I don't know who those are. Should I continue or? <laughs> well, somehow someone got a hold of my phone and linked their Kindle app and put it on there and said, here, you will read this. I think you'll like it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to read this. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll try the first chapter, whatever. Okay, well, maybe I'll read a bit more. Yeah, but there's a little more to that. <laughs> there's a little more to that. She jumped on and she read the prologue. And then she stopped. And she started reading For another book. Or something. I'm like, what are you doing? Because the prologue, it introduces some cool stuff, but it does not get you into the story. You've got to go nope. farther. So, you know, just kind of giving her nudges to keep her reading. And, and it was somewhere probably around maybe... A third of the way, definitely by halfway, we didn't have to check on you anymore. And you were just reading. You were in. You were hooked. Uh, I don't remember, but have been told that apparently I called Rachel very drunk one night. Uh, is, this, um, is this really how we're going to start this story? There are about five million other ways to start this story. <laughs> no, no. I called and I was very drunk. That's that's oh, where I'm okay. sitting with. Oh, Yeah, he's yes. got to think and about how he says I was. this. I was very drunk. <laughs> See, I could have so much fun editing. I'm gonna be honest, it was probably the drunkest I have been in my life. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know, there's an episode or two where I talk about being hungover and just drinking water. It literally was the night before that. Let's let's um, just say I had to explain the night to him the next day. 
Yeah. But don't binge drink or stuff. I'm not encouraging that. But apparently I cared enough about Mistborn and Rachel reading it that I really went off about it. And the next thing I knew when I'm awake the next day, she's telling me she went to Barnes & Noble and bought it. So Um, there's that. I mean, if you want my story, uh, I think I believe the year was 2013. I was 14 years old. And I... uh... (laughs) Is this another drunk story? Because now I'm really no, concerned. No, 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 no. I just met a I met a scrawny theater kid, and eight years later, he managed to know me when I wasn't seeing somebody, and I came to realize I was an idiot. And then he Facetimed me drunk and gave me a the name of an author, and I was like, "Dang, he is very insistent. I guess I probably should do this and pretend to be a supportive girlfriend." Turns out the book was pretty Ouch. good. I said it was pretty good. It was pretty good. There you go. So let's let's follow through on on your feelings about the book then. You know, we've described how, hey, you got into it and, and that you did finish the books. So there was value in it. What are some ways that the story, now that you've got it behind you, that it turned your assumptions about fantasy fiction on its head? That's a thought-provoking question, Jim. I, uh... Yeah, he wrote wrote a couple of those ahead of time. So I I feel like I I will have to admit that I it wasn't that I ever had anything against fantasy novels. It just wasn't necessarily like a go to if somebody came to me and was if if somebody my, you know, significant other, say my significant other's father came to me and they're like, this is really good. You have to read it. I'd like to think I wasn't digging in my heels against it. But in regards of turning it on his head, it it. I kind of like that I can't tell if this is supposed to be dystopian, if this is supposed to theoretically be in the past. Like, it it truly feels like the first fantasy novel that I've read, where I cannot tell you for the life of me what time, setting, whatever it is. It could be in a completely different, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? No idea. Oh, plane of of existence, world, universe, sure. All of those things, which was in a way refreshing. My, I, I keep saying that fantasy isn't my genre of choice. My actual genre of choice is mystery novels, and 90% of mystery novels take place, for the most part, current times, our plane of existence. So that was really cool and different. But yeah, it was cool to see a completely different world created. That was very long-winded, and I apologize. No, that was great. No. That was the kind of insight and depth that we're looking for. So totally loved it. You asked a deep question. You gave a deep answer. Judy, what are you thinking? I did dig in my heels just because I was not going to give in. They're the nerdy ones that read these things. And I'm like you. I read the mystery suspense novels. That's generally my go-to. And so I was like, nope, not my genre. Nope, not going there. I'm like, okay, fine. To make you guys happy, I'll read it. <laughs> and uh, it, it, the story itself, just the fact of, of it's a, a good story and tells a good story without having to get into a lot of details where you have to be searching for things, but that it, you can just get into it and enjoy it and really keep going with the story. That's kind of what hooked me. It's one of the things that is true about Sanderson as an author, too, is pretty much with everything he's written, you can just read the story and enjoy the story. Now, you can go back and read it again and find much more there than you Mm -hmm. realized the first time. And you absolutely can go in and research stuff. But that you don't have to realize those things to enjoy the story. 
You know, the, the no. surface tale is always going to be good enough. And then there's more to find if you want to go there. And you can say that as a Sanderson experienced person, you've read most of his, at least Cosmere things, if not all. Most of it. Yep. I'm sitting in here going, I've read all of Mistborn, but that's it right now. <laughs> Some people have described Mistborn as gateway fantasy, meaning an approachable series that can help people who haven't been into fantasy fiction discover that, hey, there's more to like in this modern fantasy stuff. Would you agree with that statement? Gateway fantasy? It was approachable and simple to get into? I would say that's accurate. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I would say so. With with the little experience I had, it, even though it, it, was, it was still complex, it, it still had its stuff where I had to use the handy-dandy glossary in the back, but I didn't feel like it, it wasn't palatable. So it blew me away when you were telling me that, like, as you're reading, you're flipping to the glossary and checking, okay, which metal does what stuff and checking into the magic system and trying to keep it all straight. And I'm just going, wow, you're putting a lot of effort into actually caring about what you're... I was impressed. But taking that step further, I kind of want to just dive into... We've talked a little bit about the book now. Let's talk about the story, the world, the elements. What did you guys actually think of some of it? Oh, nope, I'm getting a, I'm getting a not yet. Yeah, just before you ask your question, I, I want to kind of connect with something that Rachel said earlier that will <laughs> impact the rest of what you all say here. We do have a policy on this podcast that how you want to pronounce something is right for you. So we will not make fun of you when you mangle the words. If you're going to do it wrong, <laughs> so, do it strong. So, okay? so Jim, you're saying that I'm probably incorrect. We probably all are incorrect at times, but don't be afraid we... of how you think you're supposed to say something. Just go for it. 100% what we're saying is that one of the magic systems that exists, I say entirely wrong, almost intentionally. So you're fine. Well, apparently in our previous discussions, as you did get live reading updates... I definitely say it differently, and apparently in the way that you think is correct, you just refuse to say it that way. There's a couple of those, actually. <laughs> but, okay, so Zach, you want to repeat what you were asking? Yeah, really just when we get down to, like, the world, we've talked about how it's different, but you don't feel so overwhelmed that you can't handle it. You can grab onto the story, but let's talk about some of the magic. What'd you think? Thoughts, feelings, opinions. Did you understand it, or did you feel like you were lost? I definitely felt that the glossary was handy, like I said before, <laughs> without that. But I mean, it was it was because it was important to me. I feel like if I didn't keep it straight in that way, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much as I did because I would have been too focused on how confused I was because it, it wasn't easy, at least for me. But mm -hmm. I thought it was, I mean, again, based on my limited fantasy knowledge, it felt different. You know, it didn't feel like a magic system that I'm going to find in every other fantasy novel that I read. I definitely that's want fair. us to dig more into the magic system, but that's almost jumping further than I want to right now for the flow <sighs> of this. So I'm going to put Rachel on the spot because if I do this to Judy, Oof. she'll hit me because she's next to me oh, no. and she can reach me. But you're but in I Texas. Have hit him from a thousand miles away. <laughs> so you could still hit him and it'd be fine. Oh, see, that was Zach's. That was Zach's issue. Was he gave yeah. me a very hard, pointy ring for my birthday, 
and Whoa, he just dude. he just messed with I didn't himself. Propose. Look, I did not no, propose. No, 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 no. It's the shape of a fox, <laughs> and it does not go on that ring. No, or no, 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 no. Back up. But the point is, is it's this giant metal fox, and it's quite pointy. So he he screwed himself over, to say the least. I'm gonna get stabbed a couple times. It doesn't have any fox. like black birds on it, too, does it? No, I wish it did. No, I, it I didn't fully go that encompass nerdy, her. That would have been cool. Couple of it ravens. would fully encompass okay. me. So here's the question for you, Rachel. And Judy, you can take a crack at it too if you want, but I'm going to throw it at her, particularly because she's already espoused how she has a hard time talking concisely. So this is the question. <laughs> In 30 seconds or less. Oh, no. Oh, summarize, no. Summarize the book. Oh, Lord. Okay, I tried to do this. Are we timing me? Zach's <laughs> counting down right there. Oh, sh- no, no, no. Start over. Start That's over, me. Zach. Start over. Okay, so One. pretty much in the premise of the book is we open on this young female character who seems to have this ability to discreetly convince people to go along with plans in this group that cheats people and then she's discovered and then she's taught about these powers oh shoot and then they are trying to overthrow this horrible hierarchy oh my god this is horrible this is horrible actually they kill a lot of people that is very okay. all right. all and then right. they get the bad guy at the end and he's dead the end oh yeah i did it thanks judy i did it it's a, it's a tag team mom you have 30 seconds to finish her explanation oh, oh my there goodness. We go. okay so yes okay. we'll give you 30 seconds judy Pick up about where she got hooked. Oh man! And try to tell where, the rest where of the story. Where was that? Oh, there was the young girl. She got to the young girl yes. who met this other group of people. They all work together. They take down the bad, uh, uh, government, and they kill the leader and take over and put the new government in place. Hurrah! The end. Not bad. Not bad. You had fourteen seconds to spare. Show off. Yes. Okay. Okay, fine, fine. I get it. I talk too much. Your idea. That's give me not a what we're tail. saying at all, isn't it? Though, Jordan on the Discord has got their yeah. simple statement: a girl is recruited for the ultimate heist. There's yeah. more to it, but that's a nice, succinct little piece. Does it simplify as well. it? Yes. Yeah. Is it technically accurate? Yes. <laughs> all right. I get it. Okay. First question, or this next question, I'm going to go to you first, Judy, so Rachel has more time to think. Which characters did you most connect with in the story? And you got to give us a why for any of them that you mentioned. And if you didn't, you can say none. Yeah, I hated Uh, them all. They were awful. They were awful. No. Uh, That actually, it's pretty easy, I think, first off. I'll go straight to Vin because, you know, she's one, when you meet her, she's not real confident and has to build up her skills and be able to understand her place in things. And I think uh, that a lot of people can identify with that, that, you know, even in the world today, you know, it's a lot of people are kind of going, okay, what is my place in the world? Where do I belong? How do I fit in? And that's a lot of the struggle that she goes through. So I think that's a very relatable character. That's a good one. Good first one then. Now you said Vin. Didn't you mean Veen? Oh, shush up. Don't be mean like that. Just kidding. It's Vin and you know it. Good Lord. (laughs) 
Okay. My dad's a jerk. <laughs> I've been saving that one. Okay, Rachel. You said it was never wrong. You haven't it's been never saving. Wrong. You've been doing it at a bunch of times. What's a character that you would say you connected with and why? You know, I had never really thought about it prior to you giving me this little bit of time to think about it. Intoxicated Zach was absolutely convinced that I also would connect with Vin. But, you know, in all honesty, I don't think I did. I understand her being a likable character. I absolutely think she was the main character. I mean, that was, you know, how she was written. But I kind of connected with Eland, just kind of trying to be the member of my family that isn't following the status quo. Mm-hmm. I admittedly, more in the sense of my extended family, I am from Texas. I come from a more conservative family i would consider myself less conservative in comparison i don't know i just kind of veer away from that i think that there are better ways to do things that you know maybe other people wouldn't agree with maybe not the best example is not agreeing but to just give you all an idea my father's a lawyer my mother's a history teacher my sister's about to go to school for nursing and i majored in film so (laughs) completely left field But I don't know. I felt like I really appreciated him. I thought that he was a multidimensional character and was just willing to be different, like truly willing to be different, no matter how. I mean, I considered the aristocracy pretty oppressive, and I'm not saying that I'm in any way oppressed, but he was really, you know, going against the current, and I appreciated it. Nicely done. So to give you guys a small break here, this is partially about you know, you guys read this and getting your reactions and reviews, but we haven't talked that much about Mistborn either. So I'm throwing my dad now on the spot. First book only. Did you connect with anyone? Huh? Well, I mean, come on. I like Kelsier. He's just a, he's such a rogue, you know, he's, he's the clearly describe a... him as a psychopath. <laughs> Some might say that. <laughs> yeah. Or perhaps that's the role yes. he's playing. Overconfident, perhaps, perchance? Oh, you know, you're no. going to be the one who's leading. Um, oh, no. He's oh, he is confident. Do I, I don't know about leave? overconfident. Come on. Do I need to leave? I feel like I've If you're in charge, you have to be confident. Uh-huh. Yes. And I you have to believe fun. you're right. This should sound familiar, I think. Right? But he's, he's a man who knows what he wants to accomplish. He's driven for it, and he's willing to do what it's going to take to get it done. And he certainly demonstrates that <laughs> Clearly. as the story plays out. Yeah. And uh, try not to get in his way, because he will run right over you, quite clearly. How about you, Zach, since you're throwing it out there? Oh, well, fair turnaround. I, I basically am Ellen, so we're, we're good. We're done. Okay. Like, there are differences. Backtrack. But- I said Ellen, and he convinced me that it was Eland. So for the record, no, no, I'm that's going, not at all true. I'm that's the opposite the of what happened. You Absolutely said Eland, not. and I Absolutely cringed and went, not. no, 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 please, no, no it's we're Ellen. not having this discussion. You steered me wrong. All right, hold on. You steered me wrong. I have been. Who's got played. the better memory? Oh, that especially was a, on things we've said. That was a kill shot. That was rude. <laughs> Did you try to ask me for birthdays? No, you've got those. I won't remember them. Well, you made it easier. Mom's is the day after mine. So do I do I edit out the lover's spat? I don't know. How does this work? You you Uh... had one too. You had one too. (laughs) Don't make this sound like it's just us youngins. All right. Okay. All right. New question. Let's talk about that magic system now. 
it's one of the more complicated parts of the story. You know, to when you first get to it, it's so foreign. You know, oh, you're you're shaking your head like, nah, it's not that complicated. So tell us, you know, describe what you know of the magic system at this point. You can kind of work together on this collaboratively. What what do you know about this He's magic? He's giving you system? a total of sixty seconds this no. time. Oh, 60. Hush Great. <laughs> I'm shaking my head because that was one of the parts of the stories that I the way it's written that I appreciated. You didn't have to be able to go in and go, oh yeah, I know it's this metal does this and this metal does this and this metal does this. And sorry, Rachel, I didn't go to the glossary. I just kept reading. And then I would be able to just still continue. And I knew what was happening with the story. It was, you know, this metal pushes or pulls or does this or that. Well, you could tell by where they were going or what was happening or what they were doing. You didn't have to have all those details so finely memorized to be able to enjoy the book. And so that's something that I appreciate that. And, and it wasn't necessarily because of the magic system, but of the way the magic system was used and written. Nice. Good insight. What would you add, Rachel? I think the thing that I liked the least personally were the nicknames. Because there were some that did not click with me. Zach laughs because he apparently can connect the nicknames to the metal while I almost exclusively connect the power to the metal. But there are just some that make perfect sense to me and some that just make absolutely no sense to me. So it took in a somewhat confusing system and then that's what really threw me off, personally. Interesting. Was okay. just Lurcher for Iron. Yeah, and I didn't even catch some of those nicknames of things. Until I got to the gl- very end and then saw that the glossary was there. So it was like... Again, it's the glossary. It's all about the glossary. Well, you know, and I'll give it to him. A soother, perfect perfect sense. Rider, perfect sense. Lurcher, mm-hmm. do I just not understand that word? They lurch things. Uh, Zach and I have talked about that one. Lurcher's a weird name. <laughs> it's That's true. That's weird, right? And the fact that Pewter has two... Why does it need to? Just be decisive. Because well, people don't like being called thugs. But it's accurate. No, then just, yeah. then just choose one. <laughs> choose the less offensive. Sorry. And there are just some in there that I'm like, you just made it worse. Personally. Sorry, Brandon. Now, sorry, Brandon. Now that's interesting though. I wonder I if you, some man. of that I wonder if some of that was harder for you because you were going to the glossary instead of where Judy's experience of just reading through the story, she didn't get confused and stuck in those sorts of details. Uh, and why I say this, and, and there's a comment in the Discord that also kind of plays into this same thing. Sanderson is very good about creating magic systems that are defined as hard magic systems. They have rules, they work certain ways. But at the same time, he doesn't insult the reader by explaining it all to you up front in great detail. He just tells his story and reveals it through use. And and you figure it out as it goes. And he doesn't contradict things as you get further into the story. He just builds on it more and more. And it makes more and more sense. Now, there are things in his stories where you, you will discover more about it than you realized at first. But that's because he's unraveling it. He's peeling back the layers. Mm-hmm through the narrative. And that's what he's really known for. Characters may contradict themselves in what they say, but the system won't. 
and and I personally look, I have great respect for that. I do think that his system was effective. I think that there were just kind of inconsistencies in the directness of some of the names. Like like I said, Soother, Ryder, in my mind, completely makes sense. But I mean, even to your credit, Thug just personally threw me off, especially because it's one of two. I just felt like he doesn't need to be necessarily on the nose. But if you're going to be on the nose about some things and then not about others, at least in this specific context, to me, it felt like he was attempting to confuse the reader. I think that as a whole, so felt like... the system was direct until those specific instances. Okay. So in contrast, you felt like Tenai was super on the nose having the medal in the name, but Thug was a little too distant with not having it anywhere near. Correct. And it's not that it needs to be so on the nose in the sense of it includes the metal, because most don't. To the best of my recollection, that's the only one that includes the metal. But, you know, I keep going back to the example of Soother. Okay, well, mm -hmm. Brass. We figured it out because Brass, Breeze, Soothe. You figured that out, and <laughs> sure. But we figured it out together. We were there. To you were telling me about Iron looks like an I, looks like an L, Pull, Steel, S, Push. Which, looking back, wasn't helpful. No, it's not helpful because ah! Steel has L's. I did it. But I also remember Steel Push. Like, that's a phrase that yeah. they use. So See, and I couldn't stop and tell you what metal does what without looking it up. So we've been talking about this magic system. Judy, what is it called? Uh... I thought you weren't asking content questions. This is a big one. Elemency? <laughs> See, she didn't let us down. You got Elemency. it. Elemency. Absolutely. All right. So with okay. Alamancy, we're in our world, we're in their world, whatever world you want, you're a misting, you get to pick one, which one you're picking, with what you know so far. Ooh. Hmm. I just want to be a mistborn and use them all. <laughs> nope, not allowed. Greedy. Um... <laughs> We've got to vote for Thug in the Discord. <laughs> I think I'd probably go with being a soother. Yeah, I would I would say calm situations down. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's a lot of situations where I think that could be really helpful, especially in my profession. So, yeah. I personally would agree. I would choose Soother any day of the week. I feel like hmm. I will admit to having very high emotions. I am self-aware enough for that. But on the flip side, I get very uncomfortable in tense situations. I give the energy back that is given to me and i don't feel like that's my best quality so if i was capable of attempting to diffuse a situation i could respond more appropriately because i would feel that the other party would be responding relatively appropriately so in a selfish way i feel like that would be my best choice <laughs> This may be a question that I will actually revisit as we go through more books and learn more things. And for that reason, I'm okay with you and I, Dad, not having to answer until the third book. All right. That sounds good to me. Okay. So, Judy, you didn't find the magic system all that complicated. It played well into the story. It made sense to you as it, as it went. And Rachel just, you kind of have some issues with how it's written in some points. But you basically understand the magic system. Absolutely. What don't you understand about the story? What was complicated or really hard to figure out? Or maybe you're still not sure what the heck that was about. Anything jump to mind for you? Hmm. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe you think Honestly, you have it all figured out. 
well, it's it's not that I think that I have everything figured out. It's Zach more than anybody knows because he was getting live text updates as I was reading the book. <laughs> and there were there were times when I was cocky. I'll admit there were times when I was cocky. <laughs> but I think having gone through the entire book, I feel like everything was so calculated and I can respect it being so calculated that it at the end of the day made sense to me. Anything to add, Judy, or kind of mm-hmm. agree? Yeah, I kind of agree. The, the only thing would be that I think jumps to mind that I don't think it, it, the first book really gets into a whole lot is the, um, shoot, I can't think of what it's called Describe now. Describe it and we'll help. Metal that's so expensive. The metal ATM? that's so expensive. that There, thank ATM? you. ATM, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> that, you know, and he goes and he destroys all the geodes so they can't get any more and all that. I That, I felt like there was, like, okay, there's more to this or something or that or Interesting. it was a, just a, okay, that part's done and we're just going to like, we destroyed it. I don't know. It, it seems I mean, short. Uh, yeah. Are we allowed to raffle things? To, to just, what now? Just enjoy and appreciate the comments. To the same point, the whole exploding the geodes, I personally, and maybe this is me just being more straight to the point. Like, why didn't he just do that? Like, that's going to eliminate the Lord Ruler's supply. I mean, I know he still has the supply, but eventually it has to be depleted. So in my mind, personally, I was just like, that could have been a better starting point, in my opinion. (laughs) Okay. And due to Jim and Zach's reaction, apparently it is not. It is not a good starting point. And I... uh, We didn't say that. I just thought it was humorous. So much more. I just thought it was humorous. That's all. You can't take anything from my reactions because I will intentionally react to things that have no bearing. That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) What would you uh, say from the story particularly surprised you? I mean, were were there any significant events that you did not see coming at all when they happened? I guess I was slightly surprised to see that Marsh was back. Mm. at the end you know i could see that once as soon as you saw him there you're like well yeah they never really were able to identify that was him they never really went into that or any of those pieces so what Uh, what had you seen about marsh before just to remind people who are listening who maybe didn't just read mistborn why were you surprised to see him back what had happened earlier oh when they had found the body and he assumed it was him that he was dead Mm mm-hmm so, you know, it was very gory. You really couldn't identify practically his body. But they didn't come out and say that either. So, and Kelsier very much assumes it's, or gives the impression that he knows it's his brother in that sense. So to see him back, I think, was was a little bit of like, oh, well, I see how this all fits in the story. It makes sense. But probably wasn't expecting to see it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Discord agrees with you, by the way. <laughs> yes and and i the discord is correct in my book honestly i was more surprised by marsh air quotes being killed than i was by him coming back i was okay. i guess pleasantly surprised you could say but i really appreciated marsh as a character he wasn't highlighted all that much but when he was involved i thought that he was a lot more knowledgeable and important than people seem to give him credit for. And I'm sure it was written that way intentionally. But when he was, again, 
air quotes, killed, I was personally taken aback. And I guess it's for that reasoning that I thought that he was a more important character than people were giving him credit for. And then, of course, the manner in which he, air quotes, was killed. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right, I want to jump to, I think, what my favorite question is. And we only have, okay. I've got three questions left, so we're, we're getting near the end here. But my favorite question for the two of you is, this is book one of a trilogy. So I would like to know what predictions you might make of what's coming in book two. Based on what's happened in book one, what are some predictions you would have for where this story is headed? And we'll revisit <laughs> when we come back and, mm -hmm. and talk about book two. We'll see, hey, what did you nail? And where were you completely off? So for the record, make some predictions. What do you think's happening in this story? Well, I see Vin totally going off and going on basically the journey that is described in the journal, going to the higher, whatever they go through the, the mountains dark, and everything. Something darkness, um, darkening. Yeah, to, to that place, you know, where the Lord Ruler had supposedly gotten his power. I kind of see her going and seeing where does this all come from? What is this power that's being talked about? And where's that going? And then also the mist itself, you know, where discovering where it came from, is it going to be something that disappears? You know, they've hinted at the things of green that had been before and, and how seeing, I think she has some part to play in possibly that returning or at least discovering how it happened. Okay. Rachel? Uh, I mean, this, I, I definitely agree with Judy. The, the difference between what I think is going to happen and what I want to happen is very different. <laughs> well, what would you like to happen? We'd love to hear you talk about that. <laughs> so what, what I would like to happen, I mean, some of this is also based on the title itself. Personally, I would love to see the story of the Lord Ruler in the Well of Ascension, which I believe is the second book to the best of it my is. recollection. It's called the Well of Ascension, yeah. Exactly. So I I think that it'd be very interesting to explore the life of the man in the journal and then therefore the journey of the Lord Ruler. Whether or not that happens, I guess is something to be discovered. I don't think it will doesn't seem like the way Sanderson would go, but I think it'd be interesting. I think it'd be something to pursue. Yes, in the Discord, uh, the patron says, time to retrace our steps, right? And absolutely, like, I think that that would be very compelling. What I think will actually happen definitely correlates to what Judy mentioned. I think Ben's going to end up taking on the same task that the man in the journal had. I mean, just as a so quick question of clarification. Sense. And I'm going to ask mom, because I'm pretty sure I know your answer already. Just to be sure here, the man in the journal and the Lord Ruler, are they the same person or no? From understanding of the ending, no. Cool. It's just, it's a point that is near the end that's easy to miss there. I'm not sure though. Rachel seemed to be thinking something else. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm fully aware. That's why I said the man in the journal, and the Lord Ruler, because I recognize okay. that they're yeah. two, two separate That's what individuals. I thought you were saying, but I wanted to make sure. Yeah, no, no, no. I fully rec recognize that they're two individuals, but in order to have the Lord Ruler story, I think it naturally has to include 
the man in the journey. Can so. I be really sappy and wish for a happily ever after at the end? You can wish for you it. You can. Yeah. I don't, think, exactly I'm gonna, I don't, I don't think I'm going to get it, but you well, know. Now that's a prediction you you're making. So what, what do you mean? What do you mean? What would happily ever after be that you don't think you're going to get? Vin and Elin stand up and end up to, I know you, Ellen, whatever, end up together and, and they create this new government ruler and they all live happily ever after with Marsh as their biggest supporter in the government. There you go. So that's a prediction. You'd like to see it and you don't think it's going to happen. Mm, not in that way. I have to say, I was a little bit uncomfortable with Ellen being referred to as the king in the end. I thought that that was degressing. That didn't seem like it was progressing. Like, if you're trying to theoretically kind of steer away from the aristocracy or reform the aristocracy, I personally felt like like giving him the title of a king kind of maintains this individual having power and i mean there are parallels with the general government kind of like with the british parliament where there's the figurehead but then it also sounded like ellen was supposed to take part in it which is a completely valid position for him but just kind of the phrasing surrounding it kind of makes me worry that that could possibly go to his head and i don't want that to happen that's what's part of what makes me skeptical for the happily ever after. So are you predicting you think it will go to his head or are you just hoping that it doesn't? The latter. I would hope that it doesn't. But I mean, the thing is, is that it's a, it's a possibility. If he's given that kind of title and the implication of him being the leader, I recognize and kind of hope that it's more Marsh because he seems a bit more knowledgeable and so on and so forth, what have you. But giving somebody that title is giving them a great deal of power. So it leaves that door open. And that door being open makes me worry. It does. Ooh, Ellen becomes Lord Ruler 2.0. Exactly. That's, that's, Not a, quite the that's same, a genuine but... concern. But, you know, something similar. I mean, and then you've got Sazed and the whole, his whole group of people say it that way. Was, yeah, you guys haven't uh, talked about uh, that at all. Yeah. I the terrorists you know, or the Farukamists? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, you did it to yourself. Which to me almost seems like a, another kind of magic in a sense or in a way. You know, Lord Ruler had, that was the thing, had basically that hold on both in a sense. And I think there's something in the history there that we don't know yet. Especially with the, what do you call it? It starts with the Falcomist, Falcomist. I think there's more there that we don't know yet and don't understand, you know, with their okay. whole religion being kind of squished and nobody knows the history and, and that's all, you know, why, why was that the one that was lost? You know, is there, was it suppressed? Was there something that was pushed down there? I think there's more to discover there. Based, Good question. Based on the, the first book, I, again, interpretation purely based on the first book is considering the Lord ruler was in, he, he was capable of using both Alamancy and Farukami. I would imagine that he, if, if Alamancy was clearly general knowledge to the public trying to suppress Farukami maintains his power. So even though he knows that there are terrorist men capable of continuing this, this, this is one of, I know, I, I know there was gore, all of this, but 
one of the most unsettling things to me was him controlling, let's say, the progression of the Terrisman race. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was that was my assumption was he was trying to limit or eliminate the number of people with his same abilities, therefore maintaining his power, even though the fact that he could use both already gave him an absurd amount of power, clearly. So there you go. There's there's an assumption. Well, they're getting into some pretty deep stuff here, Zach. This is pretty good. I'm enjoying it. Absolutely. And Are we anywhere close? You might be. We will not answer that. <laughs> oh, I, I do on. believe, though... You are going to enjoy oh, book two. I, I do think that's true. But... You will have some answers revealed. All right. Can I rapid fire a couple things here? Go for it. That I, I want to maybe repeat as we do the next books as well. So I'm going to run through just a list of people in the books. And I want you to rapid fire give a one to ten on how well you liked this character. Not how well oh. you think they were created. Not how interesting you thought they were, just how well you personally liked the character. Ten being you loved it, one being you wish they weren't in the book. Ooh. Ready? Yikes. Okay. All right, we're going to start. Vin. Uh, I mean, 8.5 for me personally. Nine? I don't see how you can have the book without her. Really? 8.5? You're a what? waffler? <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's fine. As long as it's between, waffling between one and ten, I don't care if it's a decimal. We're good. All right, next one. <laughs> Kelsier. Oh, 10. 10. 7. Oh. He annoyed me. He annoyed me at times. <laughs> valid, valid. How does that make you feel, Jim? <laughs> uh, at least Rachel's on my side. That's how I feel. Yeah. And hey, Discord, keep chiming in. We got a 9 for Vin. Love to see what you're thinking over there too. All right. So, right, Kelsior, we, we had a 7 mentioned... and a 10. All right. We've mentioned Marsh. What we got there? 7.5. Take that. Seven. All right. A seven and a 7.5. All right. We've also mentioned Ellen. So where's that at for y'all? Eight. Eight. Ooh, agreement. They agreed. All right. Going more of the crew here. What do you think of Breeze? Six. I gotta remember who's who now. Soother. Breeze is the soother. Soother. That's where I was going. Um, he's kind of grumpy. Six. Wow, two sixes. Jordo jumped right in with a ten on Breeze. So Ooh. there's some definite discrepancies here. All right, Ham. That's the resident thug. Yeah, yeah, I know. Crew. Well, you just said you didn't. It's confusing. Now he tells you, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's great. I liked Ham. Eight. I eight. A couple of eights and a seven in Discord. All right. Clubs? Okay, four. Four. I think wow. outside of him providing locations and people to serve them, I was like, shrug. Five. There's a five okay. there too in Discord. Not very memorable. Okay. Connected there. What about Spook? Oh, Spook. Yeah. That was the only thing that Clubs <laughs> That's did. That's a common reaction. Aw, Spook. Spook was the only thing, only, well, I mean, locations. But, like, only thing that Clubs gave us where I was like, if we don't have Clubs, then we probably don't have Spook. But I I thought Spook was more important. All right, than I agree with, the, with Discord. 
I want to love him, but I can't understand his street slang. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, I had to spend way too much time trying to figure out what he was trying to say. <laughs> okay, seriously? That's, J- Judy just read through and was like, oh, get Alamancy. Meanwhile, I just read through and was like, I'll understand Spook eventually. <laughs> <laughs> That's so what's your ratings ways. for Spook, people? We got to hear it. Seven. Seven. Uh, six. All right. All right, all right. All right. Docs? He was the one that got in with a garrison, correct? Garrison. Kind of. Docs is your bureaucrat. He is the He's one the who kind of initially was introduced would, as the best friend of Kelsier. Kind I, would, of. I would say eight. He felt Figure. important to me. And I didn't have any strong feelings about his personality. But he felt knowledgeable and important. We got an eight from Discord. What do you think, Judy? Uh, seven. Okay. I want to throw two more here that I, I think will get, I don't know, possibly lower scores. Oh, First, man. we're going to go with the Lord Ruler himself. Oh, I need three more. I mean, ten? That's kind of like the whole... Oh, you said how we, well we liked him, right? Yeah, oh, how well do you like him? Like him. Oh, so, I was basing it off importance. I mean, it can be if you want, but it's meant to be just, Ooh, what do you feel about the character? One. Two. No negative okay. numbers. Okay. Um, oh, I, was that One that option? I almost... <laughs> Next is one that I almost forgot to say, and I would have felt terrible because I love the character. Say Zed. Oh, well, I was like hoping him. you were going to end at with least Zed, a so. nine. At least a nine. I thought that yeah. he was fantastic. He's the guy that like takes care of everybody. I would say a solid nine. I liked him more than I liked Vin. So she gave him a nine. What do you think? Oh, I agreed. Okay, nines for Say Zed. Okay, nines for Say Zed. And then I'm going to end with one that I think will be actually low. Shan Ilariel. Oh. Where do you put her? A- expletive, expletive, expletive. One. <laughs> I liked her less than I liked the Lord Ruler. There, I I'll said I'll agree it. with that. Yeah, exactly. She's just <laughs> conniving. It's like, expletive. go away. Expletive Discord's her. got a one as well. <laughs> expletive All right, Dad, are there any that you feel i missed from the first book that we need to mention and get a rating on nah that that was a good caption and good things that we can carry through to the future you wrote all those down they're in discord or are we looking for what their scores were what their scores were it'll be in the recording you can dictate it later <laughs> well on, we're, we're drawing this to a close now we've had a great conversation here really enjoyed hearing your take and your perspectives on this story who would you recommend it to now? If anyone. What type of person or a particular person you're thinking, yeah, I think they would like this book. What comes to mind? Who would you recommend Mistborn to? <laughs> you're no. allowed to say nobody, no, but I don't think he wants you to. <laughs> no, no, you can say whatever you want. Well, I, uh, I went to UT, met quite a nerd or two particularly plenty of friends that play D&D and they're into fantasy stuff. And the biggest issue, at least for me as a college student, is I never found time to read for myself. I had so many academic papers to read, so I could recommend it all day. And honestly, I would. I really enjoyed it. And I think other people will too. Whether or not they will read it is a different question. So, you know, my nerdy college friends, there's plenty of them. (laughs) I think you could really put this out there as, as recommending to a pretty wide audience. I mean, if you guys could read it and enjoy it when your basic 
go-to is fantasy. And uh, when my basic go-to is more uh, mystery and suspense, I think this has a lot of mystery and suspense elements to it, even though it's it's in a fantasy genre. And so I think that can really appeal to those types of people as well. I was entertained I mean, heist by... movies, they're all the rage. They appeal to everyone. I was entertained by watching Judy get to a point in the book where she was like, I didn't want to like this book. <laughs> I hate this right now. Because, yeah. Well, because you were reading it on your phone, mom. And I remember coming home one night and you being upset because you had to go plug your phone in because it had died and you needed to read. (laughs) That's a good sign. (laughs) All right. Before I ask our our final last wrap up question on Discord, there's a really good question here to toss to both of you now. So I want to bring it in Mm -hmm. the conversation. Jordo posted this. Thank you very much. What do you think the Lord Ruler was going on about them about them being fools for killing him? What was he holding back to protect the people? What do you think? What is that about? That's where I think this going into back into how he got these powers is going to reveal somewhat. And is it really that they're fools for killing him? Or is that his impression? Whether or not he actually was holding back something? Or did he start something that he didn't realize? You know, and holding back to me that it's kind of almost connected to possibly the mists in some way or are the mists holding something back i don't know it speaks to mystery yes rachel any thoughts mystery i really hope that sorry picked that up i really hope i'm gonna gonna do i'm gonna do it again there we go Um. (laughs) edit in whichever one was better whichever one was better I think that he was a narcissist. I really do. I think that he felt he was the only one that could stop a theoretical something that was most likely his own fault. But for that reason, he would lord it over their heads. He would lord it over... I'm I'm trying to make the joke. I'm waiting for somebody to comment on the joke. We're getting there. We got Uh, you. Okay, good, 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 good. But I think at the end of the day... He thinks he's more important than he is. I think that whatever it is, because I I will say, I do think there is something to protect him from, whether or not it's, oh God, was it the darkness? I think it was deepness. The deepness. Deepness. Thank you. It was the deepness. So whether it's the deepness or the miss, whatever it is, I think he was capable of protecting them. I don't think he did as good of a job as he thought he did. And I think that the other characters are going to be completely capable without him. Well, perhaps we'll find out as you move into book two. Which gets me to the final question. When do you plan to start book two? What time is it now? (laughs) (laughs) You told me I couldn't read. Oh, Siri well, just answered off the phone and told her the time. That's great. <laughs> um, but you told me I couldn't start the next one until after we recorded this. So, so you now know. you have something you can do with the rest of the evening. Very good. <laughs> How about you, Rachel? Or did you already start? I did not already start. But I have good reason. I have very good reason. Zach and I made an agreement that if I read Mistborn, he had to read one of my favorite mystery books. So he is in the process of doing that. And then I'm like I, halfway through. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> hurry up, Zach. 
Yeah, come on. Well, actually, he does need to hurry up for the following. So my extended family and I take a beach trip together every summer and have started a beach book club in which we all read an agreed upon book prior to the trip so we can talk about it when we get there. And Zach also said that he would read that book with me. So I can't start Mistborn until Zach finishes two books. Oh, and quick question. You told me I had the deadline to read it by. Am I expected to be in those conversations? No. Like the book club conversation? Well, oh, okay. we'll see. We'll see. My family wants to meet you. If it's <laughs> if it's from afar and making you talk about books with me and my the females and my family. I don't know if any of my uncles are reading. You better get cracking, okay. I love book clubs. You better get cracking. Yeah, That's what I'm on. hearing. I've what got I'm, time this weekend. I'll it, just read two books. We're good. In conclusion, Zach has two books to read before I start book two of the Mistborn trilogy. So Sounds when like I Judy will be starting like Monday or Tuesday. For her for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm so all I'm gonna say is that me starting Mistborn is completely dependent on Zach. She's now, starting Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> I will I will say one thing about this next book. Not what you're going to experience in it as in plot or anything. But don't keep Judy waiting too long. Because when you read book one, it's a good story. And it concludes. And then you're, you've got some things you, you, know, you predict are going to happen. But when you read book two, you've got to go on to book three. You don't want to be waiting to move on. Because book two leaves you wanting to know what's going to happen now. So it, there's a difference in the feel between book one and book two for sure. And I look forward to you experiencing that. Well, I think this is a good place to uh, wrap up. I, I want to give a, a moment for Judy and Rachel. If there's any last thing you want to say, any parting words at all. The things we do for our men, huh, Judy? <laughs> that is true. I never thought that they would get me on a podcast. That's very true. And we do thank you for humoring us. Very much. Coming on with us. Loved hearing your insights. And, and also just sharing a good book. We've enjoyed so it. so we'll see you again for the next one, yes? Theoretically. We've got you committed to come back? You can probably twist my arm. I'll think about it. I'll mull it over while I'm reading the other book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To everyone who's listening to the podcast, thanks for being with us on Discord. Thanks for joining us here today. We hope you all enjoyed it as much as we have. It was certainly a lot of fun to have this conversation. If you would like to continue talking about anything you've heard about here today, you want to interact further, uh, you can certainly get a hold of us in many and various ways. Zach, what are some of the ways they can get a hold of us? Well, you can reach out to us through email at fantasyfortheages at gmail.com, or you can reach out on Facebook, Instagram, where you'll find all of our drink recipes, or Twitter, where you find us most active. And if you want to come talk to us directly, join in on conversations with other listeners as well, you can come join on Discord. And going above and beyond, if it's, you're really into what's happening here and you want to be a part of it at an even higher level, support us on Patreon. Uh, all of our patrons not only get to have advanced access to our episodes and some patron-only content, they also get to participate in these live recordings. Uh, like you've been hearing throughout today, the chat has been active and even adding to some of the things we were able to talk about today. So that's open to any of our patron tiers uh, being part of the live recordings, and we look forward to seeing you join us for that. 
That's all I got, Zach. You got anything else? Nope. All right. We'll talk to you next time.